For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. Are you ready to change your life in the next 30 minutes? It's time for Power in a Half Hour with Coach Mark. Get your notebooks ready. He's about to go in. Five, four, three, two, one. Coach Mark, let's go. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Coach Mark, and you're listening to Power in a Half Hour. In the next 30 minutes, we're going to learn the tips, tricks, and techniques of the rich and the super successful are you guys ready we have an amazing show today so the quote that i'm going to start today's show with is we first make our habits then our habits make us let me repeat that we first make our habits then our habits makes us and that's from john dryden the title of today's show is you are what you do you absolutely are what you do. I want to thank you guys for listening. I want to remind you that if you ever want to go back and re-listen to any of these shows, you can go to my website, www.powerhh.com, and you can hear the live version of my show, all right? If you want to listen to the live calls and you're in the United States, um, on Monday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, you can call in to 404-793-7050. I would love to have you as a listener on my live calls all right um if we're not friends on facebook find me on facebook my name on facebook is the real mark star right the real mark star or um just search for the picture of me inside of a flyer all right uh we also have the power and a half hour facebook group if you're not a part of that please go ahead and send a request to search for power and a half hour and i would gladly Love to let you into our group. All right. Don't forget, you can download my book for free at www.repeataftermebook.com. We got a lot of info, so let's go. You guys ready? Profile number one, Chet Pipkin. Now, Chet is the CEO, chairman, and founder of Belkin International, which is an American manufacturer of consumer electronics that specializes in connectivity devices. Belkin sells various consumer and commercial products such as routers, iPod and iPhone accessories, mobile computing accessories, surge protectors, cables, and many other peripherals. Chet was the son of a machinist and grew up in a hard, working-class Southern California neighborhood. While growing up, he had a slight stutter. As a kid, he worked odd jobs such as washing dishes in the school cafeteria and selling homemade candles. He would even create street fair games that children would pay money to play. Now, after high school, Chet would attend UCLA but would drop out after less than a year to cash in on the personal computing revolution. Chet wasn't an engineer, but that didn't stop him from inventing as he would continually think about things to build and create. One of the first devices that he created was a cable that would connect an Apple II to any parallel printer. He would create prototypes on his parents' dining room table that he would, and then he would expand to the garage. 
Now, we've talked about this over and over and over and over again. Look at all the great companies that started out of the garage, right? Many of us think that we need to have this big, elaborate setup. We need to have this big 10,000-square-foot office to go ahead and start, and we don't need that. We can start straight out of the garage. Apple, worth $750 billion, started out the garage with no money. Google, worth about 350 to 400 billion, started out the garage with no money. Microsoft started out the garage with no money. Amazon started out the garage with no money. Four of the biggest companies today all started out the garage with no money. Now, during his first year, he would sell these cables to local stores and reach sales of $178,000 at the end of the year in 1983. After his first, first national ad in a major computing magazine, a year later, orders started to pour in from around the country. Chet would then expand his product line and make sure more accessories and make more accessories and cords. Chet also set up shop in Ellie's Compton neighborhood to take advantage of the cheap rent. So even when he did go out there and get him an office, he made sure he got it in the neighborhood where he was going to be able to get cheap rent and control his expenses. Now, 30 plus years later, Belkin is now operating from its beautiful headquarters in Playa Vista, California, also known as Silicon Beach. Belkin is shifting its focus to the new Wemo mobile app, which is a series of products that allow users to control home electronics from anywhere through Wi-Fi or mobile phone network. Wemo can control smart coffee makers, crock pots, and sprinkler systems. They have 26 products in 150 countries with Wemo. Belkin now pulls in $1.5 billion a year in sales, and Chet has amassed a fortune of $1.1 billion. $1.1 billion. Now, I know people are thinking, why is he going over? Why is he giving us this history report on these people? The reason why I, I talk about these people every single week, right, is because once we hear their stories over and over and over and over again, something starts to click. And we start to think, you know what? All these people that Coach Mark talks about every single week, they all started out with nothing. And they were able to create massive amounts of success. And you hear enough of these stories you start to think that it's possible for you. You see, we have this thing called the critical factor. And basically, it's almost like a a wall that separates our subconscious mind and our conscious mind. So when someone gives us some information and our conscious mind hears it, if this information doesn't jive with what we believe, that critical factor blocks it out from our unconscious mind. So our subconscious mind won't receive it. Right? But what blocks the information is all the programming that we've had all throughout the years. So we've had a bunch of people tell us that we can't make it, 
we can't do this, we can't do that, then when we hear this information, we say, you know what, yeah, that's him, but eh, we can't, I can't do that. So what we're doing by feeding you this information every single week, we're chipping away at that critical factor. And after a while, if you listen enough, consistently enough, we're going to knock that wall down. And we're going to be able to get through to the other side. And that's when magical things are going to start to happen in your life. Once you start believing that, you know what? These people aren't any smarter than you. They aren't any better than you. And if they can do it, you can do it too. That's when amazing things are going to start to happen in your life. Profile number two, Sam Walton. Now, Sam Walton is known as one of the greatest entrepreneurs of all time. Sam is the founder of Walmart and Sam's Club. Sam grew up during the time of the Great Depression. His parents were farmers, but farming wasn't enough to support their family, so they went into farm mortgaging. Sam's father worked for his brother's company, Walton Mortgage Company, where he foreclosed on farms during the Great Depression. The family would have would move from one small town to another as the family just tried to survive. Growing up, Sam would do numerous chores to help his family make ends meet. He would milk the family cow and bottle the surplus and then drive it to customers. He also had a paper route and would also sell magazine subscriptions. After graduating high school in Columbia, South Carolina, he was voted most versatile boy. After high school, Sam attended the University of Missouri as an ROTC cadet, hoping to find a better way to help support his family. During this time, he worked various odd jobs, including waiting tables in exchange for meals. Three days after graduating college, Sam joined JCPenney as a management trainee in Des Moines, Iowa. This position paid him $75 a month. He spent 18 months with JCPenney, and resigned in 1942, anticipating that he would have to go to World War II. Now, the question that I get asked all the time, Coach Mark, I got a job, but I hate my job. I don't have an opportunity to work my passion, to do what it is that I, I love to do. And I say this all the time. If you have a job, there's something on your job that you probably need to learn that's going to help you when you start your own business or you're doing whatever it is that you're passionate about. A lot of people don't get this. A lot of people don't get this, right? Look at Sam. He was working for $75 a week, right? But, but he was able, I guarantee you that a lot of the stuff he learned while working that job, making $75 a week, he was able to use that to help him with his business and end up becoming one of the richest men, actually during his time, the richest man in the world. All right? So there's something that you need to learn on your job. There's so many people that we've talked about over the last couple uh, years, over the last year, that have had a job somewhere and took the information that they learned from their job and was able to transfer that over and it helped them when they started their business. Another person that did that, Larry Ellison, worked for 10 years. 
right, before he started Oracle. Now he's one of the richest men on the planet, worth $54 billion. All right? Countless other people that had jobs took what they learned from their jobs and was able to start their business and become very, very, very successful. Now, Sam would eventually join the military in the U.S. Army Intelligence Corps and would eventually reach the ranks of captain. In 1945, after leaving the military, Sam purchased the Ben Franklin Variety Star in Arkansas with $5,000 that he saved up and a $20,000 loan from his father-in-law. Within three years, sales grew from $80,000 to $225,000. This success gained the attention of his landlord and he would refuse to renew his lease. His landlord would ultimately force him out. The landlord was there getting greedy. This experience would have caused many people to give up, not Sam. Sam searched for the rural towns of Ark. Sir, Sam searched through the rural towns of Arkansas for a place to do business. He set up a shop in Bentonville, Arkansas, insisting on a 99-year lease. He learned his lesson this time. Sam would open Walton's Five and Dime in the summer of 1950. His store would have much success throughout the 1950s. Sam would use borrowed money and use the profits from the stores he already owned to acquire one variety store after another. By 1960, Sam owned 15 stores. Although he owned 15 stores, he wasn't seeing the profits that he expected, so he adopted a new strategy of dramatically discounting prices in the hopes of undercutting his competition and making up the difference in price through a higher volume of sales. Sam would approach the company who had his franchises who he had his franchises through, but they refused to back him. Sam decided to take the gamble himself and mortgage his home and borrowed all he could to open his first Walmart in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas at age 40. This man did not start Walmart until he was 40, no, at age 42, until he was 42 years old. Walmart could have easily been crushed by Kmart and Woolsworth, but because they were in rural towns, they weren't even on the radar of those bigger companies. The early success of Walmart provided the money for further expansion, and by 1969, there were 18 Walmarts throughout Arkansas and Missouri. In 1970, Sam took the company public, which helped him raise $5 million in which he paid off existing debt, and and the money allowed him to expand even further. By the end of 1980, Sam had 276 stores and would soon be opening stores at the rate of about 100 stores per year. In 1983, Sam launched Sam's Club, which was aimed at small business owners and others who wished to buy merchandise in bulk. In 1985, Forbes magazine pronounced him the richest man in America with a net worth of $2.8 billion. By 1987, Walmart had become the third largest retailer in the U.S. At the time of his death in 1992, six days before his 74th birthday, Sam had a net worth of $25 billion. Now, as of 2016, 
Walmart has a total of 11,600 stores in 28 countries. Walmart is the world's largest company with $485 billion a year in revenue. That's ha- almost half a trillion dollars in revenue and 2.2 million employees. Now, Sam is definitely one of the greatest entrepreneurs in American history. In Sam's book, Made in America, Sam outlined 10 rules for success in business and life. All right, let's go through them real quick. Rule number one, commit. Commit to your business or whatever it is that you're doing. You have to believe in it more than anybody else. Let me repeat that. Commit to your business or whatever it is that you're doing. You have to believe in it more than anybody else. Sam says that he overcame every single one of his personal shortcomings by the sheer passion he brought to his work. Whether you're born with the passion or learn it, you definitely need it because to become and stay successful. If you love what you're doing, you'll be out there every day trying to work it as best as you can. And pretty soon, everybody around you will catch the passion from you. Rule number two, share. Share your profits with all your associates and treat them as partners. In turn, they will treat you as a partner and together you will all perform beyond your wildest expectations. Rule number three, motivate. Motivate your partners. Money and ownership alone aren't enough. Constantly, day by day, think of new and more interesting ways to motivate and challenge your partners. Set high goals encourage competition, and then keep score. Rule number four, communicate. Communicate everything you possibly can to your partners. The more they know, the more they'll understand. The more they understand, the more they'll care. Once they care, there is no stopping them. If you don't trust your associates to know what's going on, they'll know you don't really consider them partners. All right? Rule number five, appreciate. Appreciate everything your associates do for the business. A paycheck and a stock option will buy one kind of loyalty, but all of us like to be told how much something somebody appreciates what we do for them. We like to hear it often, and especially when we have done something we're really proud of. Nothing else can quite substitute for a few well-chosen, well-timed, sincere words of praise. They're absolutely free and worth a fortune. All right? Rule number six, celebrate. Celebrate your success. Find some humor in your failures. Don't take yourself so seriously. Loosen up and everybody around you will loosen up. Have fun and show enthusiasm always. And when all else fails... Put on a costume and sing a silly song. Then make everybody sing along with you. Rule number seven, listen. Listen to everyone in your company and figure out ways to get them talking. The folks on the front lines, the ones who actually talk to the customers, are the only ones who really know what's going on out there. You better find out what they know. Rule number eight, exceed. Exceed your customers' expectations. If you do, they'll come back over and over. 
Give them what they want and a little more. Let them know you appreciate them. Make good on all your mistakes and don't make excuses. Apologize. Stand behind everything you do. Sam says the two most important words he ever wrote on the first Walmart sign is satisfaction guaranteed. They're still up there and they've made all the difference. Rule number nine, control. Control your expenses better than your competition. This is where you can always find the competitive advantage. Sam says you can make a lot of different mistakes and still recover if you run an efficient operation. Or you can be brilliant and still go out of business if you're too inefficient. Rule number 10, and this is the rule that I probably like the most, swim upstream, go the other way. Ignore the conventional wisdom. If everyone else is doing it one way, then there's a good chance you could find your niche by going in exactly the opposite direction. But be prepared for a lot of folks to tell you that you're going down the wrong way. And guess what? They're all going to be wrong. Now, many people feel that intelligence, talent, race, and gender are the things that separate the wealthiest from the poorest people. What really separates the rich from the poor are their habits. Let me repeat that. What really separates the rich from the poor are their habits. 40% of the activities that we do during the hours that we are awake are controlled by our habits. This means that two out of every five minutes, all day, every day, we operate on autopilot. Habits are neural pathways that are stored in our brains that are there to help us save brain energy. This way, we don't have to constantly relearn how and when to do something over and over again. Countless studies have shown that these factors, what we repeatedly spend the majority of our time doing, is what really controls how successful and unsuccessful we are. Now, I've discovered some of these on the very, I discussed some of these on the very first show that I did over a year ago. I think it's definitely time to discuss these again. So that's exactly what we're about to do. So here are the 13 habits of the super rich. You guys ready? Number one, they live within their means. The wealthy save 20% of their income. Most people that are struggling financially almost always, almost always spend more than they earn. If you're always overspending, you're going to spend your life running on the hamster wheel, not going anywhere really, really fast. Now, when we do this, we're continually trying to catch up. When great opportunities are presented to us, you won't be able to take advantage of them. If you decide to leave your job to pursue your dreams, you won't have any savings to keep you afloat while you're able to match your income, right? If you're always behind, if you're living above your means, if I give you an offer right now, if you have $5,000, you can buy this house for $100,000. You're not going to be able to take advantage of the opportunity. That's why it's so important to always be saving. Spend no more than 25% on housing, no matter if you own or rent. Spend more, no more than 15% on food. 
Spend no more than 10% on your entertainment. Spend no more than 5% on auto loans. And stay away from accumulating credit card debt. Number two, the wealthy don't gamble. Now, 77% of people who struggle financially play the lottery. Wealthy people do not rely on random good luck for their wealth. They create their own good luck. If you still want to bet after knowing the risks, use money from your entertainment budget. Now, I did go and play when the lottery was $1.5 billion, but I only played one ticket, one or two tickets. That's it. That's it. And it was more so for fun, even though I would have loved to have won the money. (laughs) Number three, the wealthy read every day. Let me repeat that. The wealthy read every single day. 88% of the wealthy read every day for 30 minutes or more. Only 2%, oh my gosh, look at this stat. Only 2% of those struggling financially engage in daily self-improvement. Life only gets better when you get better. The reason why these people are not improving is because they're not improving themselves. 63% of the wealthy listen to audiobooks during their commute. 55% read for personal development. 58% read biographies of successful people. Reading and taking in new information every day about your business or career will make you more valuable to your customers, your clients, your colleagues, and your boss. How can you become more valuable if you're not taking in any new information? I say it all the time. We're either growing or dying. If you're not learning anything, you're not growing. So essentially, you're withering away. You're dying. Number four, wealthy people watch less TV. 66% of the wealthy people watch less than an hour of TV a day. 63% spend less than an hour a day on the internet unless it's job related. 77% of those struggling financially spend an hour a day watching TV. And 74% of them spend an hour a day on the internet. Now, instead, successful people use their free time to engage in personal development, networking, volunteering, working side jobs or side businesses, or pursuing some goal that will lead to rewards down the road. Number five, the wealthy go above and beyond in work and business. Most unsuccessful people love to say, It's not in my job description. (laughs) Let me repeat that. Most unsuccessful people always say it's not in my job description. They are never given more responsibility and their wages grow very, very little from year to year if they grow at all or if they're able to keep their jobs at all. Wealthy individuals, on the other hand, make themselves invaluable to their employees or customers. Successful people work hard to achieve the mutual goals of their employers or their businesses. Yeah, you can say it's not in your job description and they won't give you the work, but then you're also not going to get the increase in pay. Next one. Number six, the wealthy talk less and listen more. Now, they listen five times as much as they talk. You should listen to others five minutes for every one minute that you speak. 
The wealthy understand that you can learn and educate yourself only by listening to what other people have to say. The key is listening to the right people. Let me repeat that. The key is listening to the right people, not the knuckleheads. Number seven, the wealthy avoid toxic people. Now, 86% of wealthy people associate with other successful people. Listen to this stat. 96% of those struggling financially stick together with others struggling. We can only become as successful as the people we spend our time with, the people that we surround ourselves with. All right? Your income will be the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. That's so scary, isn't it? That's why you got to make sure that you're associating with the right people. If you hang around five rich people, guess who's going to be the sixth? You guessed it. You are. If you hang around five broke people, guess who will be the sixth? You guessed it again. You will. Number eight, wealthy people don't use the word bad luck in their vocabulary. Now, the wealthy know that they create their luck with their habits. Those that continue to have poverty habits will continue to have bad luck. Poverty habits repeated over and over again are like snowflakes on a mountainside. In time, they will build up and cause a massive avalanche. All right. Number nine, the wealthy have gotten rid of most of their limiting beliefs. Now, four out of five wealthy people attribute their success in life to what they believe is possible for themselves. Let me repeat that. Four out of five wealthy people attribute their success in life to what they believe is possible for themselves. Now, most people that are hurting financially probably have convinced themselves that, number one, poor people can't become rich. That's not true. We studied so many people that started off absolutely poor that became very, very successful. So we know that's not true. Number two, rich people have good luck and poor people have bad luck. And we know that's not true as well. Number three, that they are not smart. Now, if they don't think they're smart, then, ah, you know, who, who am I to argue with them? But I know that everybody was born smart. All right. And number four, they fail at everything that they try. Well, everybody fails at everything, right? Everybody fails, but the successful keep going. That's the difference. Now, each of these self-limiting beliefs will alter your behavior in a negative way. Number 10, the wealthy uses mentors. Now, among the wealthy, 93% who had a mentor attributed their success to that person. If you know what your goals are, find someone to help mentor you that has already achieved them. That's the easiest way to success, right? And if you can't find a live mentor, that's what you got a computer. That's what you got the internet for. Go on the internet and search somebody in your field. And I guarantee you that you will find somebody and maybe they have a book. Even if you can't reach out to them personally, maybe they have a book. Maybe they have interviews that they've done that you can watch. Number 11, the wealthy avoid procrastination. Successful people understand that procrastination impairs quality, creates dissatisfied employees, customers or clients, and damages other non-business relationships. So here are five strategies to help avoid procrastination. Number one, 
Create a daily to-do list. These are your daily goals, all right? Number two, have a daily five list. These are the crucial things that you need to make sure that you get done every single day. Number six, number three, set deadlines. Number four, have accountability partners, all right? Now, number 12, the wealthy never, and I mean never, give up. Those who are successful in life have three things in common, focus, persistence, and patience. They don't quit chasing their big goals. Those who struggle always find a reason to quit. And number 13, number 13, the wealthy set goals, not wishes. Every year, 70% of the wealthy pursue at least one major goal. Only 3% of those that struggle set goals. That's why I always emphasize every single week that we need to be setting our goals on a regular basis. All right? You cannot control the outcome of a wish, but you can control the outcome of a goal. Wow, 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 wow. So much great info. So much great info. You guys have to make sure you go back and re-listen. Don't forget, you can re-listen to this episode, okay? Um, at my website, www.powerhh.com, and look for the title, You Are What You Do. All right, so that's www.powerhh.com. you got to go back, re-listen, and take notes. Don't forget to share this with three of your friends. Tell them about the station that you're listening to this on so they can improve their lives as well. You don't want to be the only one that's successful. You want your friends to be successful as well. Don't forget, if you're in the United States and you'd like to receive my free daily motivational inspirational text messages all you have to do is text bbd that's boy boy dog to 411247 that's bbd to 411247 also if you're in the united states make sure you check me out because i'm going to be speaking if you're not even just in the united states if you're in the atlanta georgia market i'll be speaking live um I'm not sure when you listen to this, but January 23rd at the Adams Park Library, January 30th at the Washington Park Library at 1 p.m., January 31st at the Metropolitan Library at 2 p.m., and February 6th at the Wolf Creek Library in Atlanta, Georgia at 2 p.m. And I have a lot more other dates that I'm going to be speaking. So make sure you reach out to me. You can reach out to me at coachmarkspeaks at gmail.com. That's C-O-A-C-H-M-A-R-K-S-P-E-A-K-S at gmail.com. I would just love to hear from you. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear how you guys are coming along with your goals and your resolutions for this year. Okay, so don't forget, email me, Coach Mark speaks at gmail.com and the quote that i'm going to end today's show with is whenever you feel weak remember the things that made you strong whenever you doubt yourself remember those who believe in you and i want to let you know that i believe in you all right thank you so much and until next show thanks for listening to power in a half hour with coach mark to listen or re-listen go to powerinahalfhour.com follow coach mark on instagram and twitter at coach mark speaks find coach mark on facebook by searching for mark star like our facebook fan page power in a half hour and join our power in a half hour facebook group see you next week you're listening to the law of attraction radio network 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.